This is TB8 My Dinner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by DarkCrazy.com. So we can, I don't know, I guess we get nothing tonight. I don't even know of a backup topic that we talked about, <laughs> talking about. Well, we'll just let it roll, see what yeah, happens. We'll just do whatever, it doesn't matter. Let it roll. All right, you ready? Yep. All right. TV 8 my dinner. Preach it, Reverend Sean. Because you're like, if this guy's capable of fighting Palpatine, why is he making soup in a stump in a swamp? How reductive. <laughs> yeah. Would the different gravity make them like... Like suck in or explode or something. I want to see exploding movies <laughs> oh in outer space. <laughs> that would be something. This episode of TV Eight My Dinner is brought to you by Steven Seagal Lightning Bolt. I'm the only one here who doesn't play with dolls. That's a sad commentary on you, man. Whatever, man. All right. You never want to take me someplace nice. You just want to stay at home and watch Star Trek. According to Wikipedia, the skunk ape is a time traveler. You're not sure if a rapist robot is good. Or not? I'm sure that a rapist robot is probably the worst thing <laughs> you could have. I'm sorry, baby. I just got I got one swim and lightning bolt. Are we traveling through time? What's my destiny? Something new with numbers? He fondled her, caressed her, held her breast savagely, and took great pleasure as a residue of milk. Begin program for Sassy Backtalk. You're listening to TV Ate My Dinner. My name is Sean, and I am sitting here with Greg. Hey, I'm back. How's it going? I know. You show up, and then everyone else leaves. What happened? Well, I know. I have that effect on people. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> well, it's I, I possible that I told the girls that we weren't recording tonight. I, huh. I'm not a good organizer. <laughs> well, I apologize for my absence. There's been some work-related things, and also I had my anniversary on one of our recording nights, so... So, uh, but I'm yeah. I'm, apparently, there was an email that I missed because I swear I didn't get it. We'll see. There you go. But uh, but every anyway, email I get now. from you just says "cool," like "hey, we're gonna do it." Cool. <laughs> That's everything. <laughs> so we might do cool. I'll just let you know I got the message. Hey, you know what we ought to talk about because it's got to be coming up soon. What we ought to we need to start planning our trip to the Coral Castle. Well, yeah, and make yeah. this a, a a reality, and 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 touch base with Esteban, and and go see the haunted arcade, and and all this funness. So we're gonna Possibly try to do that in the summer. I, I'm thinking summer, not Fourth of July weekend. I think the Supercon is out, <laughs> but but almost any other time during the summer, taking a nice little a little road trip, a little four day weekend, maybe. Just yeah, drive it. For me, man. Works for me, uh, <laughs> unless gas costs five bucks a gallon, then we'll, you know, have to put a sail on the car, you know, put yeah, solar really. panels or something on the car. To get, we'll get to a get smart car. <laughs> well, that's why we need to plan ahead. We need to start saving now for the gas, because we could fly a helicopter out there for what it's going to cost to drive to the Coral Castle. But whatever, I don't want to, I'm tired of the excuses. I don't want to get political. I'm not going to get into anything, hmm. but I'm tired of why there's always a reason like you know was was the middle east ever stable why That's is all this crazy. unrest and instability yeah now they're like oh we're by, and it's speculation they're, they're not, there's nothing there's no, nothing damaging the supply right now they're just deciding that oh well yeah this is probably it's probably going to be bad so we'll go ahead yeah, we'll and, go ahead uh, and ratchet prices. up the ratchet up the cost they say uh, it's you know is, they say it's you know it's people who who buy the oil on the market, you know, drives up Whatever. the price. I don't want to but, hear it at all. 
I'm not a political person. That's a fact. I usually, I rarely know what's going on. But I said this, like, years ago. I said, it doesn't matter who becomes president, but if they don't do anything about the gas prices, they're useless. Because gas affects everybody every day. No, that's true. So that's it. That's all you got. That's all you got, president. I don't care who the president is now. I mean, I, I know. I'm not saying I don't know who the president is. But I'm just saying, you know, if you're out there and you've got all these big plans, if gas goes up to three fifty, four dollars $4 a gallon, you fail. That's presidential fail. <laughs> But what sucks about because it is that the president really has, really has just about absolutely no control over the price of gas. Well, whatever. But you're supposedly the most powerful man in the world, and then by extension the universe, and you can't control the price of gas, that, I don't know. I've gone into that before well, where I, mean, I thought we should have just abolished think- the office of the president. I get that when I'm talking to people on uh, pet meds when I was trying to get medicine for my dog. They're like, yeah, that went up to $3 a pill, so we can't honor the order you put in. Like, $3 a pill? This dog has a better health care plan than I do. <laughs> if he can just expect that, he just takes one a day. That's like 90 bucks a month just for pills. To what? Keep him blind? He's not getting better. They're not growing back. Why is the medicine so expensive? Aww, poor guy. So, yeah, I know. I'm just saying. So then the lady says to me, it's not our department that makes that decision. Like, that was what I was getting at. Like, I know that. The fact that you're not the person to talk to is exactly why I'm mad. (laughs) Because you don't get to talk to the person who actually makes those decisions. Yeah, the fact that you are useless and you make no decisions. These days it may not even be a person. It may be some sort of algorithm back there. That's may not even be a human. Yeah, it may just be a computer that's that's programmed to give you canned responses based on your. I think that's probably the way it is with oil prices. The oil prices (laughs) are just you know, it, it detects activity and adjust the price accordingly i i, I bet oh, it's just what it well, is they're just what if anything happens in the world prices go up that's that's a simple algorithm yeah all it does if anything in the news references the middle east comma unrest equals price yep. increase there you go i just wrote it out yep. there's the code there it is and it sucks but so really it's it's the news what we're gonna fault. do about it anytime like, soon even the even the great Stop and mighty Barack Obama is powerless unrest. against the oil. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You know what a president can do? What's up? You know, he can tell you to go to the moon and do it in ten years. What's up, America? That's right. Remember that? <laughs> Obama well, really can't wants even a do that movie. I know. Let's. If you want a Sputnik moment so bad, let's put something in space. George Bush tried that. As a diversionary tactic. Now it's all political, but yeah. whatever. Which but you know, Barack promptly shut down, which I, I actually hate. Know, it's the one good thing that George Bush actually did. Yeah, I think we should have a space program. Although you, you we're getting, we, we got into this. You weren't here when we were doing our sex and space talk. But uh, I really do believe that the secret to getting America motivated is sex and space. I yeah, think if you had well, study, I heard the I'm telling you, I'm not just kidding about this. I mean, that would be it. We would all be, we'd be all about space. And I'm pretty sure somehow I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting the chocolate and the peanut butter here, but I'm just saying that somehow if you could get porn stars to somehow come, come up with alternative energy solutions, we'd be into that too. (laughs) I'm not putting it all together for you. I'm just giving you the pieces. It's like Apollo 13. You make this work. I'm just putting it all out on the table. 
You make these fit together. So if you could get porn stars, get some sort of alternative energy out of porn stars, we does that, just is that what get you're them saying? Involved somehow, yeah. I'm just saying, like, get them involved because America buys into anything that has porn stars in it. <laughs> like, if you put porn stars in space, you'd have eyes glued to the screen. If you had porn stars looking on, you know, how to figure out how to make corn into oil or whatever it is they do, or solar power, just something sexy. Sexy it up is all I'm saying. You know, you figure it out. I'm not, it wouldn't do me any good to figure it out because I'm not a decision maker, but you guys can do this. I'm putting you to the task of it. I do think, now I don't know about, I wouldn't go so far to say porn stars, but they do need to sex up the idea of space travel. Yeah, it doesn't have to be porn stars. You can be, yeah, get people with natural parts. Porn stars might sell it better because they already seem to be like technologically advanced, like as humans, <laughs> that people might like, well, you know, well, you, you said that. You may say that they don't know anything about energy alternatives, but they're half bionic. That's true. They got to know something. They got to keep all those devices that they use working. <laughs> they reminds me, there's actually, a, I was watching HBO the other day, and there's a show, it's a... I don't know what it is. You know, it's about sex. It's, it's kind of like one of those real sex type shows, but it's got a host and she's just naked. Oh, Katie Morgan. Oh, okay. You know who that is? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. I've heard, I have friends who watch it. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, me too. It's all over HBO. They've been doing, they've been doing this forever where she used to do specials. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Except don't do a show about sex with a naked host. Do a show about anything. Do a show about the Revolutionary War with a naked porn star host. I think that's a bit much. This could fix education too. I'm telling you, I don't. I, I don't want to put too much on porn stars, but you know, they've got to have something for their self-esteem. You know, this, is, this could be their chance. They could fix America. <laughs> I'm just saying, naked teachers. Think about it. This country loves sex and nudity, and we have never found a way to make that work except in the market of selling sex and nudity. Let's use it to sell everything. We can use it to sell space. We can use it to sell education. We can use it to make a better world. something here yeah you might be you might be you know I, yeah, i'd say you know i mean yeah porn star usually affects uh my opinion about things i'm telling you man i look at them for no reason so imagine if they had something to say <laughs> maybe that's the idea behind that naked news you know the uh um i don't i don't watch them but every time i'm going through the on-demand there's these shows like naked archaeologist or naked science like what are these shows about and oh I'm but those thinking, aren't because that's you know that's like nat geo and stuff that that's they're not like that's naked. why i don't click because i just know they're faking they're it not doing but if, archaeology I knew, naked. if naked if but if they were i'd watch it <laughs> and i'd learn something i'm just i'm just saying i'm a simple man i don't i don't have it all worked out but i'm giving you something i'm giving you something that i I believe is, I won't say it's gold, but it's like, uh, it's it's like a coal that you could squeeze into a diamond. Does that happen in real life? 
Is that real, or did Superman just do it? Uh, I think that's real. I mean, over millions of years, it's real. Or, yeah, or just a good strong super squeeze. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm giving you. Uh, I'd call it a, a like they say a diamond in the rough. I'd call it an uncut diamond where it just looks like a crap piece of quartz or something. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then you realize that it's just a diamond. Like right now, you're like, oh, I don't know if we can make anything out of that. It's like you just need the right tools and the right talent. Well, I definitely think. You, I mean, like I said, I don't know about going like full on porn star, but I definitely think. You know, putting a little uh, TNA into selling the space program would uh, would be very helpful. On a on a very serious note, the, apparently there's a lot of interest in sex in space. Really, if they would just do an actual, they don't do porn stars. Although I'm putting that out there, <laughs> but if they would just do a, a, a an actual study on sex in space, I think that people would get so interested. <laughs> like you know, some people would be mad, but. I think most people would be like, "Hey, this is this is interesting, you know. This is something, you know, billions of dollars to make rac- rocket ships, and you guys are growing tomatoes in space. I don't care, but you know, now you're you're hitting something I'm interested in. <laughs> now I want to see this. You and I have had this conversation not about sex in space, but we've had we've had this conversation about the the crap quality of the NASA network. Yes, we have. How they had a channel. And they did nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, this is space. This is outer space. Why is it so boring? Why? I mean, the best show they ever had was where they just pointed a camera off a satellite and just left it on a live feed. That was awesome. But then they'd have these produced shows that were educational, and you're like, what and is And they're this? mind-numbingly dull. Saturday morning PBS crap. And, and, and they're not you're even NASA. good at that. They're not even good... You know, educational shows are so boring. Oh you know? no! But if they started doing shows like where they were like, like here, here's the thing. I don't want to sully you. I know you want to keep your integrity, but th- just hear me out. Like these shows where you have like webcams to look at girls hanging out in their bedrooms or stupid stuff that doesn't even sound interesting, like on a porn mm-hmm. level. Those are successful. I'm saying all you got to do is put some porn stars up in space and point a camera. So people could see what happens. You know, all of a sudden, we're learning about space, but it's awesome. <laughs> well, you know, even that would be better. Like, even not even necessarily porn stars. If they just pointed, instead of pointing the cameras out the window and, and seeing Earth point all the time, inside. point them inside and see what everybody's doing all the time. You have got an idea here. And, and put, a bunch of the astro- and then put a bunch of astronauts in space, and it's like a six-month mission in space, and it's like real world in space. So that'd like, be cool. It now, doesn't I'd watch even that. have to have sex, but that's a good idea too. Like, oh my God, who wouldn't watch that? People trapped up in outer space. Especially if it was real world weirdos that they just gave like a week's worth of training <laughs> and a couple of astronauts <laughs> to keep the spaceship running. <laughs> you know, oh my God, that would be great. That would be kind of cool. It's like if they could ever, ever orchestrate a mission where they had like, yeah, surely they can find like attractive male and female astronauts and get them all up there at the same time. I don't know how you get a hot tub up there. You know, you guys work it out. Yeah, that might be kind of hard keeping the water in the tub. But you don't even need the hot tub at this point. No, man, they got those little closets and stuff, you know, they live in. And you know, you know those real world girls, the first thing they'd want to do is be the first girl to officially have sex in space. I mean, it would happen in episode one. Oh, yeah. 
pure gold. Commercially speaking and scientifically speaking, NASA, you really need to start carrying your water. <laughs> You're inventing crap and giving it away and you can't patent stuff. Like You accidentally made awesome things that have never turned to profit for you. And now, you, you know, everyone, people are bored with space. It's crap. I'm telling you, you got to go MTV on this I stuff. I know. It's like, you know, and they really could. I mean, I mean, I know we're kind of saying this jokingly, but they really need to to make space more exciting. They can do it. They could do what they wanted to. Well, yeah. You know, well, the, the laugh test is that we accept something to be a joke if we know it can't happen. So really, technically speaking, this isn't a joke because this is no more absurd than what you would see. You know, on television today or in science, you know, I'm watching shows on the Science Network or the History Channel, and they're talking about sex and space like it's something they're really studying. Yeah. You know, this is this could happen. This is not ridiculous. I mean, well, it's not by today's standard <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> it's no more ridiculous than other things that have actually happened. Speaking of, there's a movie so coming whatever. out. Um. I saw the previous story that they called Apollo 18. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. Well, Apollo, you know, there, there, there wasn't an Apollo 18. They cut the program before, at, at Apollo 17. And uh, so this is a sci-fi. So it's a sci-fi movie. movie that's... Yeah, that, that they that they secretly sent Apollo 18 up to the dark side of the moon, and they found some. Yeah. Decepticons? Well, no, I think that's the summer. Because that's, that's the plot of Transformers 3. <laughs> but uh, Have you seen the trailer where Apollo 11, there's like 20 minutes of dead air, and it's because... Because they know, found Decepticons. Armstrong finds like Megatron or something <laughs> stupid. I've got to love this movie. I kind of already feel it. Uh, but they, yeah, they kind of found the same thing. Yeah, there's some kind of creature you know, out there. That's a good idea. But see how movies like that... Even the fact that they use Apollo 11 to sell Transformers, it, it it's letting you know, NASA, that there's an interest. Yeah, People want no space kidding. to be cool. That's all I'm saying. And you can't make robots or aliens happen, but you can sure as hell put a bunch of people up there, have them scream, fight, and have sex with each other. And America will be riveted. Hmm. I guarantee it. Yeah, I, I, guarantee I mean, I would think... I mean, I would think so. I mean, yeah, just get into their lives. Get in, I mean, just a, like normal astronaut lives. I mean, I think would be kind of interesting, you know, just. I that, mean, yes, but I'm telling you. Well, I know. I know sexy but, it up a little. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. I, I mean, would be interested hot, in seeing. You know, hot astronauts up there, you know. But, and, you know, they probably do have real drama and stuff going on. I actually do think, you know, on a very serious level that at the very least they could do without trying to sexy it up in some kind of artificial way is to do something where they document the entire, you know, interactions of the people in the trip and, and the the natural drama of that. But, you know, it has to happen. It's like five people stuck up in a in a Volkswagen bus in the middle of nowhere for months in suits where they pee themselves. <laughs> they don't wear suits where they pee themselves they all the time. They drink their urine, right? I don't know. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't drink their urine, Sean. That's Dune. Uh, well, whatever. Well, they may do that. I don't that. know much well, difference. They may have some water recycling. I forget. but I don't think they drink their I, don't, <laughs> I, I mean, not drink their urine, think, you know, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't drink their urine. We're not selling it now, so this is why you need to get involved. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, you know, we're getting down to like the last two 
shuttle hunches yeah, coming up. Yeah, I know, man. We need to make something happen on this. I want to go to one of these. And the last two, there may only be one more. You don't know. We should try to make this happen before the next show. Yeah, launch, you know? I, I definitely want to. I want to go see one. I was I actually were trying, was trying to buy tickets for this one that happened just this last week, but but that one actually was originally scheduled to launch like in November, and they, <laughs> and and they kept scrubbing it for whatever reason. So it, it's it's real hard to to time a, a space shuttle launch because you know you never know what's going to happen. Well, as long as there's some advance notice, we I could get the time off, but we should do this. I, I want to see well, we could one do the last or the last the, before it's over. To the castles down there, we, we could do it the same, same time. I don't have a problem with that at all. I really don't. And that way, if it gets scrubbed, then we already got something for our money because we you know, did a road trip out of it. I'm down with it. Let's try it. Yeah, we'll get in. Yeah, we'll get well, in, I'll take a look at the you, next You're the NASA too. guy. Yeah. But yeah, man, that and sucks, we'll man. I, I mean, Dane really, says it's on his bucket list to go to the Coral Castle. I'm like, well, let's just go. It's like in Florida. What's? Yeah, really. It's not a bucket list. It's not like wanting to go to the moon or something. We could do it. We could do this weekend if you wanted to. What's? But with a bucket, I could make that bucket list happen. Like, oh, let's see. Read off the rest of your list to me. We could do this. We could make all your dreams come true. If Coral Castle's on it. <laughs> Where else you want to go? Dollywood? Yeah, yeah really. Silver Dollar City. <laughs> Before I die, I'd like to eat one gallon of chocolate ice cream. All right. You're your cheap date on this on this deathbed deal. You sure that's all you want? <laughs> really? Yeah, you could have anything. <laughs> Sending a guy to Denny's when you're about to go get in the chair. Like, splurge, it's all right. We've already said it's okay. It's like an episode of Clerks, the animated Clerks. Yeah. Where they they thought they had the disease or something, you know, like the out like the outbreak disease, <laughs> yeah. and uh, they they gave them like one last thing, and you know they wanted to, you know, you know we we'll, we'll give you one last request because you know we we know you're gonna die soon, and like you know shows them like going to the to the movies to get a hamburger and French fries, and then they come back to the shop and oh they forgot to give us our you know our French fries, and it shows them going back. <laughs> <laughs> and then they come back and say, was that all you wanted? He said, yep, I think we've had a pretty full life. <laughs> yeah, that completes it. Well, that's a good thing. Well, we should definitely make that happen. I think it'd be a good deal of fun. And if we get a shuttle launch out of it, and if we get get uh, Esteban, I hate to pile too many things on because then we just don't hit it. But then at least that way, if we go out, we're bound to find something. Yeah, I'm down with it. Well, we'll see what we can do. Maybe we can get all of our TV8 My Dinner fans to come to to Kennedy Space Center on that day. Oh, I like twelve. Well, of if them. there's anyone in the area, I'm you know Esteban said he was interested, so we've got we got him on board to to walk us around. <laughs> but if there are any other friends of the show in that area, I don't know if we have any more Floridians going on. I, I don't know. I'm not sure, but I think for a while we actually had an astronaut listening. Why do you think because, that? Because uh, on our Facebook uh, uh, account, we had a friend, uh, and I couldn't find him when I looked at for him again. But there was a guy who was wearing like he was like his, it was a picture of him in an, in an astronaut suit. It, I bet I know who you're talking about. He's not an oh, okay. astronaut. Who was it? Because my buddy Stucky at work has like a fake Photoshop picture of himself oh, in an astronaut suit. <laughs> See, I fell for that asshole. He's not an astronaut. 
I'm watching the American version of Being Human because apparently wow. they don't play the Ghost Jiggler on Sci-Fi anymore while we're doing the show. Ah, <laughs> oh, the Ghost Jiggler. Oh, speaking of Ghost Jigglers, I did put an ad out looking for psychic strippers, but we haven't had any bites yet. What? Remember, we talked about this a long time ago, and if you watched our videos, you'd be up to date. I am behind where, on the videos where we were even talking. Though I did, even though I did see you, uh, you know, slinging lead. Oh, you saw my the weapons training video. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty awesome. I was afraid to put on the luchador mask though, because there's too many people there. <laughs> but you were slinging lead with a, with a sports jacket on. <laughs> yeah, that's what Lynn was like. Do you wear a suit to everything? <laughs> Maybe I do. Hmm. So, you know, that was pretty cool. That worked out all right. Hopefully we'll, we'll get some more videos out. Yeah, I'm behind on the videos. I got I got to watch the videos. Well, this was a long time we talked about this because I did just put out the video, but we talked about it over a year ago where we were wanting to put out an ad looking for psychic strippers to go on ghost adventures with us. <laughs> is that not, one of those uh, not time travel, this is no joke. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need is a picture of a mullet-headed weirdo. Well, I thought, you know, who knows? Someone might bite because we're just saying, you know, we're just, we're just looking to do something for our, our, you know, for our internet series. Nothing weird. Or at least, you know, within the realm of if you already, if you don't think looking for ghosts with psychic strippers is weird. But I have a feeling we may have to leave that one on the hook a while. I bet we could find some psychic, psychic strippers. Well, I'm in the market. I can't, I can't think of a better adventure video that we could make than to go out looking for ghosts with a bunch of psychic strippers. Okay, I'm, well, I'm totally TV, TV ate my dinner nation. If you know any psychic strippers, I know. I mean, they they got to come to us though. So I'm not yeah, driving to Portland, Oregon. To I'm just saying that's another thing that limits us is uh, we don't have, as far as I know, a listenership of any kind in Savannah <laughs> <laughs> or Georgia. I'm not sure that I've run into anyone. I've I've got I've got Twitter friends who just like follow us who are in Georgia. But hey, if you know psychic strippers, yeah, just saying may, they may know some psychic strippers. This could be your chance. We were just saying, you know, how we wanted to sexy up space, but I'm all for sexying up ghosts too. <laughs> I really it makes everything better. I can't see where the downside is. I think that that people enjoy that sort of thing. And I think it'll be good for the strippers too. There's no harm in it. So well, it's a, it's a good situation. So maybe we can move on to space strippers, and then eventually space strippers. I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there. I mean, there's a market. I know there's a market. You guys made silly putty, and there turned out to be a market for that. So surely, <laughs> sex in space is gonna appeal to somebody. Yeah, that's not gonna be NASA doing that. That's gonna be like you know, Virgin Atlantic. Well, then, or something. for you budding independent space agencies, this is a good way for you to get your start. You know, like uh, who's the dude, Richard Branigan? Richard Branson. Branson, yeah. whatever the Virgin Records guy. Yeah. Oh, there's that 4G girl on the on the TV. Every time she says 4G, she pronounces it 4G. I don't think that's a mistake that she's giving that emphasis to make it <laughs> rhyme with orgy. When's the last time you've been on a date, Sean? <laughs> I see sex in advertising, and I'm not seeing it. 
this girl look like, they this really they basically just ripped off Apple's campaign except instead of doing one normal guy and one nerdy guy, they just got a normal guy and a hot girl to make fun of him. So it's like a next step up where she's like a really hot girl and he's like otherwise normal looking guy. But he's a moron because he has 3G network. I don't, I don't know what these things even are. I don't know what 4G hmm. is. I don't know what 4G or 3G is either, uh, other than just a standard for data transfer on, on cell phones. Yeah, I don't know hmm. how many Gs you're supposed to have. All I know is my iPhone works like crap. Are you, you got the Verizon iPhone or the AT&T iPhone? I got the AT&T iPhone, and it doesn't work half yeah, the time. They say the, yeah, they say the Verizon is the way to go on that, because apparently AT&T sucks for iPhones. Yeah, I was actually trying to make a, make a call on it earlier, and it just, it just like, it, it starts to call, and it just, like, it's like, I'm calling, I'm calling, a minute goes by, I'm calling, you know, it's just... Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> I'm not a, a technophile in that, in that respect. <laughs> Because I just have a little Verizon flip phone that seems to work just fine. You say John Stewart grappling about his AT and T iPhone. Yeah, well, they, they did a whole thing on the yeah. on the Daily Show when they went to the Verizon network. Yeah, <laughs> about how big a deal it was. <laughs> it's like you know, like sending a text to Stephen Colbert. He'd like put a text in and then give the phone to an intern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Run this over to Stephen Colbert. Cost me four hundred dollars oh. every time I do a text. <laughs> trying to think of if I've seen anything new that we haven't covered besides the Dolomite explosion I did do a, a review of that oh really the new Dolomite movie yeah they uh, right before he died mm-hmm. uh, Rudy Ray Moore and this is like not right before but this is like I don't know back in 2006 or something they made this movie and started trailering it where they were making a new Dolomite for those of you who don't know and don't read the reviews and don't know about awesome black exploitation movies. <laughs> but Rudy Ray Moore used to make movies back in the seventies, like back when in the height of black exploitation, but he wasn't like known to the mainstream like Shaft. But Dolomite was, was super popular. And he made several movies. He made two Dolomite movies. He made Disco Godfather and he also made Petey Wheatstraw, the devil's son in law. <laughs> it was like awesome movies. Like he was like the Ed Wood of the time. And he was also like this raunchy sort of blue comedian. So he was like, at that time, he was sort of spearheading this idea of raunchy comedy. And he did all this improvisational rap. So he's considered a godfather of, of rap also. So um, a few years ago, after you know a fairly long sabbatical, he came back and decided to make the Dolomite Explosion, which was a new Dolomite movie. And I guess it was supposed to be a comeback, but then right after they made it, he died. And it never really got released. And finally, they put it out, because it had been sort of touring in clubs and stuff. That was like the, the whole, the way the movie was getting shown. It didn't have a theatrical release, but they were actually taking it to like small venues, like clubs and places, and playing it like a cult movie, because he's a cult superstar. And finally, they released it in this uh, this box set, this Dolomite Total Experience box set, and that's the only way to get the Dolomite Explosion, which I finally I finally bought the box set. <laughs> it irritated me a little bit because I already own Disco Godfather and Petey Wheatstraw, so I had to rebuy basically these. Well, maybe two you movies. can sell the one the, the older ones that you had. Nah, keep them on here. 
So, what's the verdict? Was it good? It's it's fun. It is. It's you know. Obviously, it's thirty years later. But you know, Rudy Ray never really could fight anyway. <laughs> so he actually fights better in Dolomite Explosion because they have stunt doubles. So they got that working for him. But in, in his years in Africa, he's developed like sort of mystical, magical Jedi powers where he can shoot lightning bolts at people. <laughs> so sometimes he doesn't fight. But he usually does fight because he doesn't use those powers for anything practical. Like he'll like he'll go, him and and stop like time and then start it back up just to show like, he has powers. <laughs> But then when they're in fights, like the bad guys will take him at gunpoint or he'll get beat up or something and they'll, they'll do karate fights. It's like, why are you karate fighting? Why don't you like Jedi these guys? So apparently he doesn't have all the ins and outs of it of, of it worked out. But but it's fun. Like he's older, but he's still not afraid to, to show full nudity. In horrible sex scenes. <laughs> so if you want to see Rudy Ray Moore's ass, I don't. Wow, he's having a very awkward sex scene with a very fat girl. Ooh. <laughs> well, maybe not very fat. I'll give her credit. She's not very fat, but she's fatter than you'd normally see in a sex scene in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> But but it's fun. It's a good return to that. I felt a little bad because I got it and like, man, I need to just keep this and wait till I got people to. Uh, but I never see anybody who would appreciate it. Like, I'll probably, it'll probably be another year or more before I see Brooks again. I can't wait that long. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not an aficionado of those type of. I enjoy them, but I'm not. You know, as big <sighs> into those movies as you you guys are. I don't, man. Tracy was getting on to me for t- tweeting so much about Resident Evil 4. And I realized it's just that I want someone to watch bad movies with. <laughs> where, well, so I'm where's tweeting all my I mean, stupid comments. I don't know where? anybody that likes... Alicia's gone, and she was the one who was really into the bad movies. <laughs> Tracy and Dane have a kid. I, I don't mean to keep switching Tracy's. Tracy, who's on the show, is a different Tracy than Tracy and Dane. Oh, who are okay. my Local friends. Yeah, when you I have a kid, I didn't man, name them. Start, I'm sorry for the know, confusion. They probably watch yeah. like, Toy Story. I'm like, hey, man, I'm gonna bring over humanoids from the deep, and they're like, no, we thought we'd rent Red, which <laughs> is not. I didn't find it that good. So it's already begun where we can't watch movies like Humanoids from the Deep. You know, the days of zombie strippers are already over. And God forbid I bring over Dolomite Explosion. They're not gonna get that. Meanwhile, Alicia lives up in New York, and I have to just Facebook message her every now and then. Hey, did you see this movie? It's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, maybe this tell, should uh, tell you something, Sean. That, that, that my friends are lame, and it's time to move on. No, that maybe it's time for you to start to you know refine your palate when it comes to movies. No. See that's that's a raw message. That's like the tweet, like like the tweets. It's like I refuse to cust- to, to to customize my tweets so that they 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 appeal to people who don't like crap movies. Well, not crap movies. There are good movies out there. You don't have to well, like- who wants to talk about good movies? Well, I do. Seriously, like name the last 
good movie you watched, and let's see how long we can talk. Uh, I haven't seen. Well, yeah, now that I mention it, I mean, there's, I haven't yep. seen a good one. Show I saw over. Tron Legacy is the last one I saw, but I mean, it's debatable. And I enjoyed Tron Legacy, but we already movie. covered it. Well, I mean, debatable to different people. I would call it good. I thought it did what it set out to do. But I also would say that we talked about it as much as you can possibly talk about it. Saw the dilemma. That was okay. That didn't look funny. It it wasn't. It it had some funny moments, but it wasn't really strong. I kind of hate it because when me and Angela went to that movie, it was between the dilemma and the King's speech. I wish I'd seen the King's speech now. Yeah, that one at least looks like it's a a rousing English drama. Well, I won Best Picture last night, so. Oh yeah, the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, you know that that show that we ought to be watching since we do an entertainment podcast. But you know, it's sort of like the Golden Globes thing. If you got me ten years ago, or she's probably even fifteen. <laughs> You know, when I, I used to get into the Oscars and, and all the good movies and all this kind of stuff, but I find as I get older, what I really enjoy about movies is if the, that they entertain me. And I don't mean to like sound like, you know, like my mom or something. Like, I do appreciate a good movie. But, but I'd rather sit around with a bunch of people watching bad movies and making fun of them then, you know, how many people are you going to get together and go, hey, let's all go watch the King's Speech. <laughs> it's about this guy overcoming his stutter. Like, awesome! Who cares if he stutters? He's still got that stupid accent, right? Am I right? <laughs> he still talks funny. <laughs> the last relationship I had, I think, may have died on the altar of me talking during movies. <laughs> I think that, that may have actually been an really? irreconcilable difference between the two of us. We're like, well, she was the type where if, if someone walked in the room while she was watching a movie, she'd pause it till they left. You're like, oh, this is unbearable. All I want to do is make fun of it. If we go to the theater, I'll keep my mouth shut. But I'm just saying, a video is like, we should be taking shots at this thing. Who gives a shit about the invisible? Yeah, women don't like that too much. I've I've actually been excuse from the room you know by my wife because yeah. I, I keep taking shots to like a lifetime movie or something she's watching or Can't the bachelor or some That's... some kind of crazy ass show she's watching the last time my my parents came to visit we were, i just i had populated my netflix queue with movies i thought might we we could maybe watch like i, I skipped movies knowing they were coming i was like well we'll get you know the losers and the last airbender Oh my god, yeah, nobody has to say anything more, I know. Winner of five Razzies this year, I was I about to say, don't tell me it won any Oscars. No, it won a bunch of Razzies. Oh man, it was a piece of crap on a level that I didn't even anticipate when I called it, when I saw the trailer. But Ugh. so much worse than we could have even imagined. Roger Ebert said it looked like it had been shot through a dirty bed sheet like like the the special effects and the 3D look so crappy they were I don't know about the 3D because I just saw it on, on DVD but everything about it just looked low rent and thrown together uh, uh, y'all talked about it last week so I guess yeah but but you know but even then we're watching these movies and you know, I'm trying to belt out <laughs> every now and then. People just go. Even my family's looking at me like, "Yeah, really?" It's like I can't help it that it sucks. 
I'm <laughs> guessing the lines they're about to say before they say them. It's like, this is a formula movie. The Losers isn't horrible, but I mean, I know what's going to happen before it happens. Because it's that kind of movie. I don't know that one, I don't think. It's like, it's based on a comic book, but it's it's a, an A-team style where they're like a special forces unit that gets betrayed and then they go on the run. Came out before the A-team movie, but it, you know, obviously it's it's got the influence of the A-team show. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't a bad movie. It was just like, you know, there was nothing, there was nothing new to the table on it. But I'm just saying, that's, I'll settle down, find... Find me a woman who likes to make fun of movies with me. That may be the last <laughs> criterion I have left. Well, we need to work on that. I don't, of course, I don't know of any women like that who likes to make fun of movies. I know. It turns out that, that girls like me are not are not that common. <laughs> Maybe because of the beard. But but you but you wear such a nice sport jacket <laughs> yeah, all the time. Really. <laughs> exactly. You're dressed as a man about town. I'm surprised. With the, with the Klingon insignia. Surprise. Well, uh, yeah, in our videos. Maybe I shouldn't be wearing a suit. Maybe I should be showing off the real guns, ladies. Oh, you've been working out some? Oh, I've been. I've lost weight since those. I've been working out a little bit, but not as much as I need to be. Hmm. But I look better than I did then. <laughs> Maybe we should just continue to let, make videos See, to I, let, let the world decide. It's like, nah, I don't know. Yeah, really? Yeah, See, it's like... You, like you're all man, yeah. It's like you wear you wear a sport jacket, wearing a suit, shooting guns. You got guns, man. You killing, you know, you shooting stuff. Even though, you know, it appears like you Shoot shot the, the hostage, hostage on several occasions. <laughs> <laughs> I debated shooting only the hostage because <laughs> it would have been funnier. But uh, you have to fight. What's the difference between funny and creepy? Because that actually came from a real story where we were, like, the last time we went shooting, some of the guys at work said one of the guys shot only the hostage. We were all like, oh, that's weird. So you think it's a good idea when you're doing it, and then everybody says, oh, that's a little creepy. I know. And I had to worry about, you know, I don't want to get the attention of too many of the other guys at the range because it's fairly packed right now. I don't need Mm -hmm. all these guys thinking I'm a weirdo. And you walk around wearing a luchador mask and shooting, shooting the hostage or the thing. They may not have a sense of humor. Yeah, really. They, they might be a little suspect yes. about that. And I imagine those are the, the kind of people who might, like, you know, report you to Homeland right. Security they, or something. They may be the t- type to question my art. They might not get it. Boy, what are you doing? You wearing that wearing mask? You wearing them masks? Boy, what you, you want them? You want them Libyans? I'm not sure whether rednecks or is Bill Cosby at the range. Oh, well, well, got to shoot the girl with a cake for breakfast and a put a pop. Well, see, that's Bill Cosby, but I was doing more Hank Hill. <laughs> Boy, what do you think you're doing? Damn it, Dale. Yeah, damn it, Dale. Where his neighbor's Laotian. He's like, so are you uh, Chinese or Japanese? I'm, I'm Laotian. So is that a Chinese or Japanese? <laughs> like they don't even know that there's any other kind of Oriental. 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 That's nice. Oriental. That's nice. Well, they're actually from the Orient. I don't, I don't know, know why that the, that particular I, I nomenclature became taboo. Prefer some people prefer are actually from the Orient. Well, if you're not from the Orient, I could see, but but 
But if you're from the Orient, then I don't understand where. Whatever. I don't know I don't things. Know. I'm not going to get into <laughs> it with you. I'm not going to argue with you. Because I'm a winner. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a winner. I'm an American. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Billy. What's the guy's name? Billy Mitchell. Yeah. Look, because everything like I do. Charlie I'm, Sheen I'm right now. Have you seen Charlie Sheen, man? He's doing that right now, too. He's like, I'm a winner. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm high on the drug. I'm high on Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. I'm the wraith. You get that, mofo? <laughs> That's He's right. Like, I was in minute work. Bond. I'm neutron bomb, like Martian. That's right. Electro Martian. Yeah. I was in Ferris Bueller. You may not remember, but it happened. <laughs> I was. Cameo, bitches. Who, who it was that on guy Twitter. is out of control, man. I, well, you know, you know he's a, this may be a perfect example of why not everybody needs like a, a complete society of everything goes. Like maybe he doesn't need to be completely rich and famous, because who knows? Like, and, and I'll cut the guy a break on this. I said this about other people too. You know, like we might all do that if we lived a life where everything was fine. Like they'd let you do whatever you want. We might all be jerks, and I'm not saying he's a jerk, but I'm just saying we might all just do whatever we wanted to do, you know, but we don't have those, we don't have those moments. I can't, like, do drugs for eight days in a row. I can't get eight days in a row off my job. I don't have eight days in a row to be doing (laughs) anything but working, and even if I did decide I'm going to quit my job and just keep doing drugs, I bet I couldn't even buy eight days worth of drugs. Drugs are expensive. So that's a problem I don't have to have. You know, I'm like, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to work for about 10 hours and I'm going to go home and I'm going to drink four beers and then I'm going to fall asleep. That's <laughs> that's as decadent as it gets in the world of Sean. Because that's all I got to work with. But Charlie Sheen, he's like, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get gonna 50 have- days worth of drugs and I'm going to get eight hookers. So I'm going to go to the roof of a building and jump off and see if I can fly. You know, actually, I think that dude... I mean, he may have a he may have a drug problem, uh, but I don't think I don't think that's his real problem. It's an impulse control problem. Well, I think he's bipolar. I think you know severely bipolar, just based on the interviews I've watched in the last day or so. I maybe think he's he, just like strictly polar to one side. Could <laughs> like, be. Maybe maybe he's unipolar. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's party all the time. He, he's polar bear. Yeah, he's a polar bear. <laughs> He's Dr. Polaris. But whatever. I mean, if he has a problem, I hope that he gets help. But some people have already sort of mentioned, you know, do we really need to save Charlie Sheen from a life of endless partying, drugs, and sex? I mean, maybe, maybe Charlie's got it figured out. (laughs) I'm not saying he does. I'm not saying we do that. But I'm just saying, you know. It kind of reminds me, and maybe Charlie can turn a corner like Robert Downey Jr. did. It kind of reminds me of how many times, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was in trouble. So maybe they need to make Charlie a superhero. Because that's what fixed Robert Downey Jr. Next thing you know, he's, he's like Iron Man, and everything's fine. He's Sherlock Holmes after that, and then everything's way fine. Maybe Charlie. I don't know. Let's etch him out. Can we get him a superhero? Yeah. What movie? kind of super? What superhero would he be? Who could Charlie Sheen be? Booster Gold. Who's that? Who's that? 
Yeah, okay. All right. Bad example. <laughs> Although I do think Booster Gold would make a good movie. But whatever. We're not going to make him Spider-Man, Greg. He's got to start out somewhere. Well, I mean... Who's somebody that Charlie could be? He could be an older Batman. But... He can't be Batman. Let's be realistic. Let's not fill his head full of ideas. <laughs> Charlie Sheen's not well, going to be Batman. Charlie Sheen, he's a winner, man. Yeah, he's a winner. He's number one. He's American in everything he does. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Mitchell. I don't know, man. You know, you know superheroes more better than I do, so... You know, I don't... Well, let's try to think. Maybe a Marvel superhero is a better way to go since he's damaged. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think a Marvel versus a DC. Okay, so that limits things. Maybe he could be Hawkeye in the Avengers movie. How does that work? Uh, I guess that's okay. I'm I'm not... It's probably already cast, though, Charlie. Because, I mean, I'm sure they're going to start filming it soon. <laughs> of course, I doubt. Okay. I doubt they'd give Charlie the job right now. Charlie's got to get at least got to get back on this planet before uh, he, he well, does any more work. Well, people thought that about uh, Robert Downey. Well, I mean, he's... Although, he, he's kind of got his act together, though, you know. He's, a stronger talent as well. Yeah. I mean, no no offense to Charlie. There's just a few guys out there that, you know, that people give him a pass on some of this behavior. Like, I mean, Charlie was that way for the longest. It's like, you know, he, he'd go out and, you know, destroy a hotel room with with strippers and uh, that kind of thing. And they'd be like, Oh, that's just Charlie. You know, he's just, he's just doing his thing. You know what I messed up is, is, Yeah. So, but I think he's finally crossed the line now. So I think he's, well, what's he done lately? Why, what's crossed the line? Hmm. I don't keep up with the, with the well, rags. He's like, you know, he's walked off his show. They've, his they've, they've canceled this show for the season. Um, they should just cancel the show anyway. It was never funny. Well, it's a hit though. Be paying all that money yeah. out. Well, that just shows you. So, anyway. Replace it with some other piece of crap. That kid, the half man it's on the like show, man. is like 18. Yeah. He's bigger than yeah. Charlie. I thought it was a cute and show He was always first, bigger so than John Cryer. Because <laughs> he's little. John Cryer's a small man. <laughs> I, I used to watch it, but it's not, no, my, it's not my favorite uh, anymore. Uh, it, I can watch How I Met Your Mother. That's a funny show. Big Bang Theory, I think it's mm-hmm. a funny show. I cannot watch Two and a Half Men. It's kind of one of those where I can watch it, but I don't have to. I don't have to watch it. Poor Charlie. Maybe he'll get his act together. You know, a lot of people burn out, Charlie. You don't want to be one of those people. You know, and no offense, but you don't want to be one of those people like Corey Haim that's just a cautionary tale. Like you know, when Heath Ledger does like the Batman, and and then he dies and everyone's like oh wow he had that legendary performance and he was on his way up when Brandon Lee just got killed by accident making the crow and it's like oh man it was the, the end of a very promising mm-hmm. career but you don't want to be that guy where they're like oh that was sad you know it really wasn't ever coming together for yeah me. Well, that's why the people would look at it it's like if he finally ended up dead they'd be like well you know it's not like we didn't see that coming yeah this has yeah. been coming yeah don't be that guy Charlie you're, you're in charge of this you can do better than that. You're, you're fun. I like to see him. I don't like two and a half men, but I do like Charlie Sheen. Yeah, like Navy SEALs. You got, yeah, Navy SEALs, perfectly good example. <laughs> you, got, you got it in you. Navy SEALs too, man. You're definitely it's, a child of the 80s. I mean, he was an icon of the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't you can't say that Charlie Sheen hasn't had an, an indelible impact on, on, on the popular culture. 
He could do Navy SEALs too. But don't. Yeah, Michael Bean. Know, he's Michael still in Bean, good shape. Man, they could get back. They're going to do a Top Gun too. Why can't they do a Navy SEALs too? Yeah, exactly. I would rather see a Navy SEALs too. To be perfectly honest with you, right now, I'd rather watch Navy SEALs two than Top Gun two. I said it. You know what? I probably would too because it seems to me like, uh, from what I've heard about Top Gun two, the way they're going with it's going to be a little weird. Well, isn't it a direct sequel? I believe, yeah. It's going to have yeah, Tom Cruise so in it. That's already a little weird. Like the Tron 2. I like when they come back to a movie years and years later and they don't remake it or anything. They make a sequel. I do like that. Right, yeah. It's not, it's not a it's not a redo or a remake or whatever. It's, it's you know, a direct but sequel. Is it, does anyone care? We're like Tom Cruise is like, you know, I guess he's, you know, probably a commander now or something, you know, and... It, I guess there's these new young punks coming in or something. A new Maverick? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, how else could you do I don't know. I mean, because... I guess that's true. And and I think part of the story involves, like, some of these drones, you know, like, you know, the, you know, Tom Cruise is getting replaced by drones, you know, (laughs) the top, the the, the pilots are getting replaced by drones and stuff, I think. Like in that Jamie Foxx movie? Yeah. You know, Where it starts killing everyone, including Jamie Foxx, because he's the black guy. It's like, but I'm like a $20 million actor. I can't be the first one to die. Like, look, I didn't invent the sci-fi conventions, Jamie. <laughs> but you have to die. <laughs> Get a nice Jessica Biel shot in that movie. Yeah, well, that's what those movies are all built around. Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel's butt. In a butt. bikini. In a what? Like, <laughs> I know, whatever. I've seen. Yeah, she has an awesome body. I get it. But whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I would rather see like like something like Navy Seals because what did I just watch? I watched Night and Day, this new Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, you, I saw your oh. tweets about that. What a yawn. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not even qualified to fully review a movie because while I'm watching it, I lose interest to the point where I just stop paying attention. This was one of those movies. That kind of sucks, man. So I, was, I don't fully You get know, it. I saw the previews for that movie. I thought, man, that movie might be good. And They have all these action sequences, so you think, man, how can they screw that up too bad? It looks like it might be funny. It looks like it has a lot of action, you know. But, you know, I'm going to say this, and I want you to hear me, because cause I think I'm on to something here, world. Spy comedies suck. Yeah, they, they kind of do. I, I saw the Aston Kutcher one. Uh, the Killers, I think is what it's called. <laughs> I didn't see it, but let's at least say spy romantic comedy. One thing, so. one thing that is cool is they shot that in and around Rome, Georgia. So you see a lot of Rome landmarks in the movie, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Man, I would like to get with the folks at Rome and see why there's so damn many movies shot around there. There's a handfuls of movies. Dead Poet Society was almost shot there. Uh, they did shoot a lot of the Mosquito Coast there. Sweet Home Alabama uh, they shot there. Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, not always good things. In Mosquito Coast, Harrison Ford said Rome was a toilet. Sweet Home Alabama, Rome was supposed to be passing off as Alabama. That's that's not good. Uh, I don't know what it is in the Kutcher movie. Who else is shot in Rome? There were other movies that shot in Rome. Uh... I mean, there's been several that's been shot in and around. I mean, the movie industry in Georgia is pretty busy. You know, they shot uh, 
uh, Zombie Land, good, a good bit of it uh, in and around Atlanta. Yeah, and of course, The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, of course, shot yeah. around Atlanta. So, uh, I don't know what it is, man. We get that in Apocalypse movies. Atlanta, see, Rome gets folksy movies. Mm-hmm. Like, people shoot folksy when you want to see some rustic nothing town. Because Rome, Georgia is actually where, where I come from. That's more my family's hometown. Which is what I find interesting. But Atlanta is where you want to shoot where the world went to hell. I don't know (laughs) if it's too dangerous to shoot in Detroit. So they pick Atlanta because it's like crappy enough to be Detroit. But a little safer to set up a camera crew. I'm not sure. But, you know, we get a lot of stuff like The Walking Dead shot there, Zombieland. And then... uh, We do get a fair amount of horror movies. Free Jack, Robocop 3. Whenever it's like future gone wrong... Yeah. We've mentioned this before, but it's absolutely a fact. Like, go to Atlanta. We don't even have to build anything. Well, I think I think back those Free, like Free Jack and RoboCop 3, those movies was back, you know, when Atlanta was a fairly new city. I mean, well, not new, but, no, but they had a lot of new construction of new, sleek-looking buildings. And, and uh, you know, so they wanted to make, when they were looking for a futuristic-looking city, Atlanta fit the bill there for a while. Not so much anymore. I think they just like it because Atlanta's always under construction, so we always look like Blade Runner. It always looks like just the city torn apart. Well, I mean, that and non-union crews, I'm sure, probably make a big difference. Well, that's you hit it there when you're talking about why people shoot in Georgia, Mm -hmm. because we're a non-union state. That's why you see a lot of people shoot here, because it's just easier. You don't have to get permits, and you don't have to deal with union hassles. So a lot of places, Savannah has not had a big production in a couple of years, but, but, you know, we get one not too long ago. We had the Robert Redford shooting, some kind of Lincoln assassination movie. Oh yeah. So we still get them. We get historical. That's our end of the spectrum. Right. Where when you want to shoot something sort of weird and historical, <laughs> so you, got, you come like, to Savannah. Weird and you know, historical in the South, you know, homespun folksy in the North. And dystopian, and then right in the middle, know, just pure on hell on earth dystopia. <laughs> yeah, that's Atlanta, and that pretty much, in a lot of ways, it does properly describe Georgia. <laughs> yeah, really, that's we probably what a lot of people who actually live in the state. That's the opinion that they have of the, of uh, Atlanta. So, you know, I live in Atlanta, and you know, it's it has its hassles, but it's all in all, it's a pretty good place to live. I love Atlanta. I just don't want to live there. Yeah. yeah. Just just know that if you plan to go more than past the end of your driveway, it's going to be an hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I don't want to live yeah. there. One thing I love about Savannah is I can get anywhere and do anything, you know? I don't even have to have a car. Not, not to change the subject, but have you seen Mr. Sunshine, the new uh, Matthew Perry show? No. What's that on? I haven't even heard of it. Oh, it's on ABC. It's on Wednesday nights. That's um, why I haven't heard of it, ABC, because you don't put your stuff on demand. And that's um, how people end up not hearing about your crap. Yeah, that does that does kind of suck about well, ABC. But anyway, it's a... I don't, I don't understand what it is about Matthew Perry. It's, it's got Allison Janney in it, too, from The West Wing. Is it an Aaron Sorkin deal? They're I all Sorkin alums. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, actually, because it seems like it has a lot of people who are Aaron Sorkin alumni. Um, but anyway, Matthew Perry is like the, a manager of a sports arena. 
and you know it's all about him just being a manager of a sports arena uh allison janney is like the owner of the arena and she's you know just kind of wacky um but it's got um big guy from lost what was his name um early yeah he's in i don't it. know the actress name yeah i don't know either but he's in it um the the big guy from uh from studio 60 who played the uh the chris farley type character that guy yeah he's in and it. this dude from las vegas who was also in a few episodes of of studio 60 how can this not be an aaron sorkin thing we got it we got to clear this up because i will watch this crap i mean i i've been that's where i am about it it's like i watched the first episode and it seemed a little silly to me and i didn't i didn't think the premise would be a good enough premise to really carry a show you know where there's a you know it's a sports or it's like a second rate sports arena too it's like used to be like a like where the like an nba team used to play but then they moved out of town and now they're just you know they're getting ice capades and um apparently uh like lingerie football <laughs> things like that if i remember right it was directed by tommy slimy tom thomas slimy is i think i'm uh, probably butchering his name but i think no i'm sure his name's tommy slimy <laughs> she said that exactly right i did say that exactly right I have no idea. I, I think I, would I think go that's with, his name. If not, I would go with Tommy Shalami if I were him. I think that's his name, but uh, he's you know one of Aaron Sorkin's, uh, I think, favorite directors, uh, co-producer on The West Wing. Well, maybe these were some of the I don't want to say second stringers, but maybe these they were people who worked on other Sorkin shows mm-hmm. who put this show together. Because you'd think that in a in a basic search, I would have already discovered that Aaron Sorkin was somehow involved in it. If he were, yeah, Aaron Sorkin does not make this show, but he says uh, it was his experience starring on Aaron Sorkin's short-lived drama Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip that influenced his new comedy, Mr. Sunshine, which premieres blah, blah, blah. In a conference call, Perry explained that Sorkin inspired him to become a writer. So he actually is writing on the show. When you work with Aaron Sorkin, you certain you're certainly working with the best. So if I'm trying to sort of face the page and do anything as a writer, he's certainly someone to aspire to. Hmm. So, so apparently, yeah, he he's actually a creative element on the show, and Aaron Sorkin's not on it. Huh. Barry's first decision as a producer was hiring Tommy. I'm gonna say Shlama but it could be Shlami, I guess. <laughs> the Emmy-winning director of numerous episodes of Sounds like a mafia hit, man. Pilot. We'd get Tommy the Shlami to come and pay a visit. And that was that's probably how they ended up casting so many other alums from Sorkin shows because they're using mm-hmm. the director. Well, interesting. I, you know, I'd be more excited if it really were Aaron Sorkin, but, but interesting to check out. Yeah, uh, you know Sorkin's probably flying high off of this Facebook movie now. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean he's he he, you know, he probably don't ever have to worry about another TV series, of course. You know, but uh, 
Yeah, I'd like to see him do TV because, you know, I, from what I've heard, he enjoys, he doesn't want to move in directing or anything. He likes writing, and television is really a writer's medium more than movies are. And honestly, I didn't really particularly care for the social network. It was okay. But, you know, first of all, you have the limitation that they're they're stuck on trying to write it based on these transcripts they have because they want to be as accurate to the story at hand as they can be. So I appreciate that, but, you know, you're not taking a stand on the story. So there's not a driving narrative as far as what really happens. And second, it's really just about people who get rich too young and screw each other which is a simple enough story. And, you know, to be honest with you, all this fuss over Facebook as a property, the idea of Facebook had already been done. So I didn't even understand how that even held water as a, as a lawsuit because there was already a MySpace at the point they're doing this. The, this, this model exists. What Facebook had was they made MySpace that doesn't crash. They made MySpace that works. Yeah. So fighting over the idea is ridiculous because the idea is in no way original. In fact, even in the movie, he's basing it on the Facebook of the of the college where he is. You know, he's basing it on that concept. He's just putting it online. So he's like, yeah, how about a website that incorporates all these experiences? Yeah, MySpace. <laughs> it's done better, just like MySpace was better than LiveJournal. But it's just another step in the evolution of an already developed concept. I think, yeah, of course, the social network is a concept. But yeah, and, and Facebook it probably is the best execution of that. It, it, they, oh, they've sure. made it so easy that that anybody can do it, which is really the breakthrough. I feel like it's like you, you know, you know, we've got grandparents on Facebook now because it, unlike MySpace, where you kind of had to have a, at least a minimum amount of coding experience to to make it look cool. Well, you know. what they understood on Facebook was, first of all, I've standardized the concept so that anybody can build a Facebook. It's not really customizable. You're not pulling in these like HTML hmm. things that you're going to put on it. You're not going to build web parts on it at all. It's the same for everybody. You know, we've broken it down to a science. I've actually always thought that Facebook was kind of clunky and, and weird. I can never figure things out on it. But it standardized to the point where apparently other people get it. <laughs> like, so every time I'm trying to send a message, I'm like, where do you poke on this thing? Yeah, uh, every now. Like I become like a hundred when I'm trying to do anything. I just trying to send a message, damn every it. Now and then they switch the interface around, which is pretty annoying. Yeah, yeah. how do I poke Greg? <laughs> but, just trying to poke Sean. MySpace was expanding in all the wrong areas. Like it was trying to link you to bands and it was trying to link you to players and all this kind of tech and apps and stuff that really people weren't interested in from a social networking perspective. What the brilliance of Facebook was understanding that what, what you wanted or what the majority of people wanted from a social networking site and they gave you that, and they gave you that at a premium, and nothing else. So it's like, we're not going to stretch to the point where you have all these songs at launch and stupid stuff, and then when you try to post a picture, we have limits to that, or it just crashes. We're just going to let you do this stuff, but it's always going to work. 
So that's what, but the movie's making it look like they came across this amazing radical idea, and that's what they're fighting over. And and I think just for the sake of telling a story, I guess that's why they approached it that way, because they mentioned MySpace one time in the whole movie. And to me, that's sort of an affront to MySpace, because I really think that MySpace, I think MySpace revolutionized the concept. Because before MySpace, it was only stuff like LiveJournal, and nobody wanted anything to do with that. You couldn't even figure out how to do it. Well, LiveJournal was MySpace very simple. Was like, I mean, this it, it was just a, cool. LiveJournal was just a blog. Yeah, and there were no pictures or anything, and it was kind of hard to do. Like, I started LiveJournal back in those days because I was trying to get, you know, trying to get my fingers in all those little social networking, but I never could make heads or tails of LiveJournal. But, you know, when MySpace came along, and there were other sites even like it then, you know, it was simple. You have a site, you post pictures, you have videos, you do kind of stuff, you share comments, you know, and they had a blog too. So really, to me, the the ground was broken by MySpace, and Facebook was just a clever way of 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 making it more efficient. So I, I think because it's the big one that people give all this credence to Facebook, but I think that's unfair. I think that's unfair to the folks at MySpace, whose only fault was was really that they didn't know how to expand. Oh yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean they they've earned their place in in social networking history. I think so. I mean, I'm not on MySpace anymore. <laughs> to give it to Facebook, I check my Facebook. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't actually check finally MySpace closed down anymore. my page. You know, on MySpace. Uh, yeah, because seems like it's unnecessary. <laughs> well, I There's did no it because I got to shut on it, it down. And it, you know, like all the links I That's have. like on going to a ghost and, town and locking up the buildings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all right. I don't care if a drifter comes by and uses this for shelter. <laughs> well, you know, it had a bunch of dead links on it and stuff. You know, and what is what is sad is like our, our our friend Bert who passed away a few years ago. His MySpace page is still up. Yeah. No, uh, and we did a tribute page to him that I guess is also still up. Mm-hmm. And I don't check that stuff anymore, so I don't know. We built that after he died, and people were posting messages, but it seemed weird after a while. It was a nice, it was a coping mechanism at, at first, but you know, for a while, people would get on his MySpace and say "Happy Birthday," you know, like yeah. years later. And that that to me just seems. I don't know. Yeah, it was. I thought it was. I'm glad cool. that people draw comfort from that, but to me, just you know, I'm I'm all for letting go. My that's dog like, has a MySpace. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's like, that's a like, that's something actually. That's a topic of discussion these days about like what happens to all your social networking when you die. I saw this book in in Barnes Noble that was like that, talking about you know your digital properties are not protected by the law. It's like you're missing the point of what makes that stuff cool. Yeah, the fact that that we shouldn't have to argue about that makes it cool. That's what I that's what I like. You know, I make something like this show. This show is not owned. Like if there was another TV ate my dinner that came out, I would be perplexed, <laughs> but not angry. Like, I'd almost be glad that, like, wow, the franchise is taking off. Somebody, you know, if someone went and started trying to make money off of it, then that would make it weird to me. But, 
but we put these things out here to put something into the to share something in the public domain and you it's a piece of you so okay so there there's your permission folks you know make a make other tv8 my dinners like 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 the top gears you know how they have a top gear uh, america <laughs> oh, top gear australia and now they have a tv8 my dear dinner well we kind of already have a tv8 my dinner australia but, uh, well, I said that to Tra- to to Lynn and Tracy. It's like we were very close to them just getting one more host and then eliminate me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a show. The only apparently the only the only foothold we have that keeps that keeps us the keepers of the of the franchise is that I will do the editing. <laughs> as far as hosting duties, apparently anyone can do that. <laughs> But it takes a special brand of person to waste as much time as it takes to edit all this crap. Excuse me. <laughs> but there's something fun about that, you know, that we put things out there. And, you know, obviously they're proprietary in some sense, but you don't really have that that sense of ownership like you do. In a, that's why I think the Internet is such an interesting medium for people. Like when we were talking about independence, like in independent movies, those don't exist. Mm-hmm. Like when something that's labeled as independent is usually just some studio-driven film that they put under an imprint because they want to do something smaller, and it's usually like known actors that are doing it in some vanity project. That's not independent. There aren't any real independent movies out there, but where you, what's comparable to that is the internet. You want to see the real underground artists, but that to me is interesting, and there's no money there. That's what makes it a sort of fun medium. Some people every now and then get famous or make money off of the internet, but even the famous ones usually aren't making money. <laughs> so there's something pure and, about it. They definitely it. have it's, a limited lifespan. It's a testing it. ground yeah. for ideas, especially since it's not only a limited lifespan, but it's usually a limited attention span. Mm-hmm. So you have to make something that's very short and you're really testing out what is it that people gravitate to? Like viral videos are like that, you know. What do people like to see? You know, usually people getting hurt. Okay. <laughs> like most of that. <laughs> but every now and then something people goes viral. People rockets out of their butt. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, why is that popular? And it shows you something about the, the world we live in. But the people that couldn't get a TV show or a movie anywhere can put stuff on the internet. You know, like we were talking about Felicia Day, the, her show The Guild, mm-hmm. you know, is very popular. And you're talking about a show that has like five-minute episodes. You know, but it's on DVD. You can get it on Netflix now. Yeah. So that's people that, that, that really found a niche. In, and that's not common for the internet. But it just shows you how we're sort of a testing ground and approving ground for new concepts and ideas on the internet and mostly because people don't do it to make money they're doing it either to get noticed for something you know or they just do it for fun but it's mostly just people putting stuff when that's where stuff like myspace and facebook and twitter and all these sites start to get really completely uncool is when the corporate people get hold of them and then like Downey's like friend us on Twitter it's like so you could talk to our stupid bear about fabric softener it's like what <laughs> want to be you follow you on Twitter yeah that's the same that's the way it's been with podcasting uh, well you know they've had a hard time trying to make podcasting work that way because it's too long form 
But. Well, I think there's something that people still sort of gravitate to when it comes to podcasting, and I think, you know, it, it may be heavy-handed to, to use the word purity, but I think that's the best mm-hmm. word in the sense that, you know, there's no commercials here, there's no corporate sponsors, there, there's nothing, it's just you know, people talking, people sharing ideas and putting stuff out there. If someone, you know, if someone took something we talked about and ran with it, I don't think <laughs> that would feel bad. No, it would feel honored. <laughs> yeah, like if someone listened. Yeah, really, and thought well enough of it to, like, you know, comment yeah, on it later. Yeah, steal it. Yeah, like, come on. I can't believe that that Do idea worked. Like, we're begging. Sometimes we put ideas out there, we're begging Hollywood to listen. Like, please do this. This <laughs> would work. Like, I would love it. NASA, listen to me. I don't want a piece of this. I just want the space program to thrive. <laughs> I just want strippers in space. I want to see naked ladies in space. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to send me into space with porn stars, I would do that. For America. Yeah, to test it out. Because I'm a winner. I'm American. I'm the best at everything I do. Push myself. <laughs> You're high on a drug, and the drug is called Sean Gilbert. That's right. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you took that idea and you ran with it, then I'd be delighted. We're just here to help. <laughs> I don't need anything from you. And that's what I like about this whole... I like that about social networking and the internet, you know? It's sad to think in a way that when you die, no one will have access to your stuff in case you had... You know, that, that no one will have access to that stuff in case you had something that you want other people. But really, you're posting frivolous things on purpose. It's a, it's sort of a diary in a way that, that there's almost no way to take it down after you're gone is an interesting thing, too. And that we've seen where people can draw comfort from that. So where's yeah, where's the evil in it? Yeah. Where's the ill? Well, no evil in it. I think some people are just concerned that that's out there. You know, uh, for some reason, like after they die, they don't want it to be there anymore. You know, well, that's strange yeah. because why post all that stuff publicly if you are not looking for some sort of immortality? Right. I think we've lost. You know. I think we've lost the definition of publication. You know, you're publishing something when you put it out there. But we don't understand that there's absolutely no reason for you to put something out there and then say you don't want people to see that. That's stupid. Because the easiest way to keep people from not seeing it is don't put it out there. Mm-hmm. Don't put it on the internet. I mean, what's wrong with you? But if you're putting it out there, then you want to make it available to the the public. Well, that's, I don't know, man. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah, I can't say any better than that, world. <laughs> Just drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. And that's it, sexual chocolate. <laughs> yeah. I got Point your fingers in one direction and just walk off. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of social networking, you can see us on Facebook. 
Yeah, and you, you can, can see me on Facebook and on the. If forums. Greg would ever give me the credentials, I could actually start publishing things to the Facebook page. You, I don't know how to log on to our Facebook page. You, you, you do have credentials to the Facebook. To I'm the, not saying I don't have them. I said I don't know them. You, so you may have to resend them to me. I could at least publish things no, to the uh, Facebook page. If you if you log into your Facebook, you have instant access to the TV at my dinner page. It's linked to my Facebook. Yeah, I linked it. Well, how do I publish, how do I, if I hit the, click the F, how do I make it go to our Facebook instead of just mine? All right, hang on. Because I'd send it to we'll, both. We'll talk about it off the air. Yeah, I could put some stuff up there is all I'm saying. Yeah. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are on Twitter as TV Ate My Dinner as well. Visit the forums. I've been trying to be better about that. Forum.tv. How are you better? Hmm? What was the last thing you ever put on the forum? I read the forums. I haven't had, I don't really <laughs> yeah. comment that much. Okay, so you're really going to feel the eyes of Greg when you're posting on the forum. <laughs> That's forum.tvmydinner.com. That's, you know, we could use all the help we can get. A lot of people are becoming that way. We're, we're losing the, the, the interactivity. I don't know if we're getting boring to talk to, but, but we haven't lost the listenership so much as we've lost the, 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 that vocal feedback that we generally get in the forum. So come so. on, people. Yeah, Come get, on, get involved if you want to get involved. <laughs> we are happy to have people who just listen, if that's if that's your bag. But but we're there for you if you, if you want to join in some discussion for nerd counseling. Yeah, yeah, for for whatever. If you need us to explain something che- from the show or defend it, chicken chicken suit for your geek soul. <laughs> yeah, we'll do we'll do what we can. Uh, obviously, you can listen to episodes at tvatemydinner.com. Uh, go to the new dark crazy.com. We buy something. Post go some buy stuff up. Go buy a TV at my dinner thong. Yeah. I may need to make some more t-shirts now with, with, I need to make some t-shirts have in on them. Need some more logo designs. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess we take, take Brooks off cause he's never coming back. We're going to take them off, but, but uh, we need new designs. That can't be our staple logo. <laughs> <laughs> he's not ever going to be on the show again. Oh, I guess but I need to we'll, like we'll try to see something. what he's doing sometime soon. Because I haven't talked to him in a while. Well, I'm sure he's busy with something. I think he posted some new songs on the forum, so he's apparently making music. Oh, okay. Brooks does check in on the forum every now and then. That's the only way any of us hear from him <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but he is out there. So it does me good to know that he's still in the world. Oh well, we will be talking some eighties soon as well. When we get the when we get a, a bigger group together, I know of, of people who actually remember the eighties, the most awesome decade ever. I, I have to say, I'm start. I'm coming around to that. I really am. I think we can make something out of that episode because there's there's a lot. I I don't want to give away too much about about the process, but I'm I'm trying to put together a list because it's amazing to me to think of how many icons were generated in the '80s, and I think we can extrapolate. I think we can expand on that to 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 other decades and try to compare, but I think it's disproportionate the amount of icons that were created in that time, and I I'd like to talk about that because I think there's there's a meaning to that. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then maybe expand that into future episodes where we look at the cycles of when when these icons are created because I think it is telling. I think something in the zeitgeist there. Ralph Macchio's in Dancing with the Stars this season. See, '80s. <laughs> Who would Ralph Macchio be if not for the Karate Kid? And Sugar Ray Leonard. So it's all coming around again. <laughs> So so that's what you got to work with, world, and, and we'll get to that. But we'll be back, and uh, in, in the meantime, I, I, I'm glad that, that we come out. Good to see you again, All right, good Greg. to be back. Sorry for the uh, unexpected absences. I didn't really know I was being unexpected. I guess I was. For the high high tie. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be back, back soon. We'll be talking 80s and some other things coming along. But uh, in the meantime, my name is Sean. I'm Greg. And thank you, and good night. Good night! Sexual chocolate! <laughs> this has been TV8 My Dinner. Don't forget to visit our forum at www.forum.tv8mydinner.com. Damn that boy can sing. Must be crazy. He good. Must be crazy.